0: So everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Team Stripes Podcast. For this week, we have a a very cool guest with us this week. His name is Terrell Rose. He comes to us from the great state of Connecticut in the U.S. And a little bit of a background on Terrell: He's worked uh, for 14 years as a referee. He actually started out on the inline side of things. Uh, he's worked national championships, and now he works in a supervisory role. And he's also the lead seminar instructor for hockey in Connecticut. So, Terrell, I want to welcome you on to the uh, Team Stripes podcast.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: This is, yeah, looking
1: forward to this. Like I said, I've never done this before, so looking forward to it.
0: No, like I was telling you before the show, Terrell, not many of our referees have come on podcasts. So uh, you're, you're not the first one to say that. So uh, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, I would love just before we get going to maybe if you could fill in the uh, listeners on maybe, you know, uh, kind of how you got started with refereeing and, and maybe your, uh, your background and how you've uh, kind of gone through the ranks. Um,
1: yeah. So as we talked about before the show, I, uh, I started out actually doing inline hockey because, uh, whenever we went away to like tournaments, it just seemed like they never had refs. So, uh, we, you know, we got done playing in our game and they asked if, you know, they, they were just kind of pulling for straws to see if anybody would go referee a, like, it was like a U10 game. I was like, Oh, I'll do it. And, uh, they gave me a jersey and away I went. And uh, it was actually the first time I've ever done it before. And I was, I was kind of nervous getting it going into it. Cause you know, like when you play, you know, you know, how it goes like when you play, you think, you know, like uh, you kind of think, you know, everything and what the penalty, like what everything is and what's going on. But when I, when I went out there and I was reffing, it just kind of like blew my mind, like how different it was to look at it. Like, wow, this is, <laughs> you know, so, and I, kind of kept and you know, there was like a little tournament series that I used to play in, and I just kind of stuck with it. And then one of my coaches on my inline team was actually an official, an on-ice official. And uh, he told me how to uh, register with USA Hockey. And uh, 14 years later, here I am.
0: Were you somebody that took to the officiating side pretty quick, or or was it something more of a gradual progression for you? Well, having the
1: experience with the inline helped a lot actually because i i kind of i i kind of knew how to deal with a lot of the like a lot of the stuff i knew how to deal with the coaches i knew a lot of the basics already because like because a lot of the stuff is the same like there's i mean there's a lot of differences but for the most part a lot of the stuff's the same so i actually kind of had a i kind of had a little bit of a head start more of a head start than you're brand new to a you know like like my first like my first year, I would like do games with guys, and they'd be like, "This is this is your first year." I be like, "Yeah, you know, yeah." I'm like, "Oh, wow, you know, you're." So I I kind of had a head start because a lot of the situational stuff is the same. So I I was very lucky. I was kind of like fortunate doing the, the the inline stuff over the summer, and uh, I kind of just I mean you know so I kind of had a head start than most of the you guys.
0: And uh, Terrell, as, as I've mentioned, like you know for this podcast, I think would be really uh, great to talk about how we retain officials because I know in Hockey Canada we hear the statistic a lot that 10,000 referees quit every year half of all first-year referees decide not to come back for their second year and it's a, it's a big problem and I'm sure it's it's facing USA Hockey too and I wanted to reach out to you because yeah. I know you're a very popular supervisor for your referees in Connecticut and you've done a great job working the seminars and helping referees develop so I'm wondering if you could kind of give your take on what you see as, as the problem, you know, uh, facing retention, I guess, keeping referees involved in, 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 in your backyard, I guess, in Connecticut. And, you know, maybe what you see as, as some possible solutions out there.
1: Yeah, well, um, when I started officiating, there was a time where no matter what kind of game, what kind of job you did, Um, everybody was, they were happy to see you when you got there and they're, and they're all, and they all thanked you before they left because that's just kind of like how the hockey, you know, like the hockey community was. And over the years, it's changed. Now those games are very few and far between. And unfortunately, the coaches, the parents, and even the players, they don't, you know, when they're, when they, when they're acting the way they do, they don't, care if you're a senior guy, a vet, like they, you know, they kind of treat everybody the same so that the newer, younger guys get turned away. Like they, you know, the, the, some of them, the abuse is just too much. Um, me as a supervisor, and this kind of goes into how we try to retain the younger and the newer officials. I try to, you know, like when I'm not skating myself, I try to get to as many ranks as I can, or even I try to work with as many new people as I can and and I and I just and it's just constant encouragement, positive reinforcement, and unfortunately, one of the things that we have to kind of drill into their heads is is you can't listen to you can't listen to, to it. You just kind of have to tune it out. Some people can, some people can't, and um, I think that's down here. That's definitely the number one driving force is to why people don't come back. I've had people like, I've had people that I've worked with just email me and they're like, hey, you know, Terrell, thanks for all your help. I appreciate you, you know, working with me and coming and talking to me. But I just, I I can't, I can't, I just, I can't deal with, you know, the the abuse. It's just not for
0: me. If I could jump in there quick, I mean, you talk about that culture change. And is that something that, you know, is that just from 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 players now? Is it is it a is it a win win at all cost mentality for the players and coaches? I mean-
1: Absolutely. Like I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny personal story. So now I'm I'm pretty I'm like one of the more well known officials in Connecticut. So I walk into a rink on like a Sunday morning, and uh, it was like a it was like a a, a U ten game. You know, little little kids, and it was like beginner level. So I walk into the rink and one of the coaches actually knew me and he, and he's like, Oh, he's like, what are you doing here? Go, I'm here to rest the game. That's all. So I'll see you in a little while. So I was working with a new, uh, uh, I was working with a newer official first, first year. And we're in the locker room. We get dressed, we go on the ice, we do the game. And the way that everybody was just like, the way that everybody was acting from the coaches The guy I talked to, who's a friend of mine, the coaches, the parents, and obviously it translates to the kids. Now, now obviously me being a you know kind of like me, I'm you know 14 year guy. It it didn't really bother me. I it's to me it's a lot of it's amusing, but the but the the 15 year old kid that I'm working with, I could see it getting to him. So I just had to constantly. Hey, listen, that's that's the right call. Good job. And we got through the game and and the kid still, you know, and he stuck with it and he's still skating. So it's just like one of those things where you kind of have to just constantly keep reminding the newer guys that they are doing a good job, despite what anybody is saying, because no matter the level, the age or the day, these people are all playing for the Stanley Cup and it kind of ruins it for everybody. When I first started, I would go do that, the same game that I was just telling you about, and everybody would be happy. The kids would all be smiling. The parents would actually just cheer for their kids. You know, it it wasn't like that. But today, it's like you said, it's when it all costs. And, you know, when in doubt, it's just our fault. It's easy, you know, and the things that they, and I'm sure you experienced this too, the things that they're screaming about don't even make sense anymore. You know what I mean? So when you're a new official, when you're the newer guys are they're a little timid. They're not quite sure. Well, when you have these people screaming about every little thing that happens in a game, you you start to question yourself, and then that's when you start to ask yourself, "Is this something I really want to do?" And unfortunately, more than none, more than not, they they go the other way. They they're like, "Yeah, I I can't. I don't want to do this anymore." So what I do is now down here. I don't know if they do this in Hockey Canada, but a couple of years ago they thought it'd be a great idea to uh, have me go to some of our coaching seminars to speak as a referee about the, about like retention and stuff like that. And I, I basically stand up and I say, guys, listen, Um, the referees are going to make mistakes the same way the kids do. So like, let, let's not forget like why we're all here. We're all here. You know, we're, Like you as a coach, you're supposed to, you know, like you practice three nights a week and then you hope come Saturday morning when you're playing in your game, they, they can kind of, they stick to what you guys practice during the week. Now it may not always go that way. So think of the referees. Well, you know, we really don't get practice. Um, Our practice is actually some of the games that we do. Um, They're going to make mistakes, but instead of. Screaming at them from the top of your lungs like you do when I'm like like you like some of you do when I'm in the rink. Why don't you try just why don't you just try talking to them like they're human? Like you know we are human. We're not robots. So I just try to I try to get that message across to as to as many people, coaches. Um, we have like a lot of like team administrators that I that I'm constantly in communication with. Like I, I just try to get that message across where you know hey. They're like nobody's perfect, you know. Like the the, the NHL guys aren't perfect, like you know everybody. So let's just put this all into perspective here and make this enjoyable for them, and they'll want to stick around and they'll want to keep officiating. Some people get it, some people don't.
0: So yeah, I was gonna ask as somebody on that on that management side where you're dealing with the coaches. I mean, can you do you see firsthand the impact that that relationship's having? Do you do you find you go to those games? with the coaches you've spoken to and you, and you see a difference in the way they interact with the referees. Some of them, there are some people that understand, like
1: I I've had, I've actually had people that are, like, you know, so basically, you know, one of my roles is unfortunately in Connecticut is I get all the complaints, you know, Oh, you know, little Johnny screwed up, you know, this play in my game, what are you going to do about it? You know, like I, I do, that's what I deal with. So I try to, so I, I try to make them understand that, you know, like, okay, like, well, I'm going to talk to the official, but I also can't have your coach, you know, going, going off the chain, going off the handle on the kid either. Like, so I'll talk to my official, but you got to talk to your coach. Now I've had people apologize. We have had some people actually apologize. We've had programs apologize on behalf of their coaches. I mean we we have a lot of programs down here that have apologized on behalf of their parents cuz the parents are they're they're just as bad. So some people get it, some people don't. You know, we're we're trying to kind of change you know, we're we're trying to change uh the like the, the referee coach relationship. We're trying to, you know, like I I do a lot of things where I go sit down, where I go in front of like in front of like an entire program, all the coaches, the, the administration and and I try to talk about you know how we should try to interact with the officials. like let's realize that most of us are here. We're, we're trying to do the right thing. It just doesn't always that's just not always how it works. And as long as we can keep that in mind, I think it will get better. So some people have bought on, some people haven't. so it's 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 a struggle
0: down here. I mean, I, I love the the fact that you mentioned kind of you know how you used to go to the rank and it'd be all smiles. I mean, do you ever see a day where it kind of gets back to that level, or is this new culture kind of something that referees have to adapt to moving forward? Um. Well, down here, in it's funny because down here
1: in Connecticut, it's we have like a little bit of everything.
0: It, it's actually like we're we have like we're
1: very like I use the word diverse in that area where we we have some programs where you know their their little their U eleven team is playing for the Stanley Cup every Saturday morning, so. You go to the rink, and you, you just know that that's just the atmosphere you're going to be in, and there's nothing you can do about it, right, wrong, or indifferent. And then we have other programs where the coaches and everybody gets it. Like, they understand it. So when something goes wrong, or they're just like, hey, all right, <laughs> you know, like, they laugh, they joke, they, they understand, you know, what what level they're at, what they're playing for. And then, right across the street, you can have a team that's at the same level that's playing for the same thing but they but they play and act like they're playing for something else something more and yeah. those are the people that like they just they'll just never get it
0: and I you mentioned kind of that fifteen year old kid a couple uh, a couple minutes ago I mean I think that's a good example because I think a lot of the guys that we're seeing quit after their first years are are in that age bracket you know fourteen fifteen sixteen there and I mean, Let's say you have a kid, 16, 15 years old, the end of his first season. He's not sure whether he's coming back or not. I mean, how can we as referees or as referee managers help that kid, you know, lean towards coming back? I mean, what steps do we need to take? Is it simply positive encouragement? Or?
1: I actually think it starts during the season. I, I, I think you have to try to be in constant communication with them. Like, I, you know, like there's a there's guys down here, like a lot of the new guys. Hey, here's my email. Here's my cell phone. If you if, if you ever have anything any problems or e- even if you want to just chat situational something anything, just shoot me you know I might not get back to you right away, but when I have a second, I'll, I'll definitely reach out and we can talk. Um, if something's bothering you, yeah, just reach out you know because that way you're showing them that you know if you care and you're and you're trying to help them mm-hmm. and after that and when you're talking to them, it's just po- it's just positive feedback. I mean, it's got to be all positive. And then at the end of the season, you say, all right, well, here's how many games, you know, you, it's one of those, you did this many games at this level, well, hey, you know, next year, you're going to be a level two, so study the rule book, study the all the stuff, you become a level two, and then maybe we can work you up to doing this. You just have to keep them looking forward. You know, even, even if they have a bad game, when all hell does, you know, when, when all hell does break loose, you know, okay, well, that game's over, and we're going to move forward to the next one. And you're going to get it and we're going to talk about it and you're going to get it right in your next game. So it's just like little stuff like that. Keep them thinking positive.
0: And in your experience, I mean, once you get those those referees, after, you know, through that 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 hurdle of that first year, do you find that as they go into their second and third year, they're, they're, they're usually guaranteed to stay? Or what's your experience in that side?
1: The ones that are into it and they actually enjoy doing it, we, we actually retain them. Um And then there's other people where, like, you know, like I told you, like, I've had people, like, I've had, like, a guy just tell me, like, flat out, you know, Hey, Terrell, I appreciate everything. I appreciate you talking to me. I appreciate working with you. But this just isn't for me. You know, you you try to tell them, but if that's truly, but if that's their belief, and that's how they feel, it's like, all right, well, hey, you know, we're always here. If you're, if you think about giving it another shot, you know, reach out and we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll continue from where we left off. I always, even when guys tell me they're not coming back, I always try to leave that door open. Like I said, be positive. Even though you're basically telling me to go pound sand, I'm still like, all right, well, if you change your mind over the summer or even after that, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll still be here. So just reach out and we'll, uh, we can try this again. Thank you and, you know, good luck. And even then, just keep it positive.
0: And uh, so, I'm sure we have a lot of listeners out there that are, that have been around refereeing for, for multiple years. I mean, you know, guys like me, I, I've been doing this for six, seven years now. And I mean, what advice would you have to guys that have been around that, that might not have a formal sort of supervisory role, but are still around the ranks? I mean, do you have advice for those guys in, in terms of helping keep referees around? Like, do, do you, would you tell them to do certain things?
1: And it, this is actually kind of how I got into being a supervisor. If, you know, if you're ever at a rank and you see someone that's trying and you're watching them work. If you happen to get to a rink early and you're watching them work and you see that they're trying, when they get off the ice, kind of introduce yourself and kind of, you see a couple, even if it's like two things in the game that they can do better, just kind of point it out to them like in a casual way. Hey, good job. Good hustle. But uh, in your next game, try working the goal line this way. Or, you know, when you're on the blue line, try standing this way. Something like little, you know, just so, because that way it's like, oh, man, this guy, I, I, I don't even, just met this guy in the locker room and, he, and he's trying to help me out. It's like little things like that. And uh, I think if they see that, a stranger who just comes into the locker room that's going on the ice afterwards is talking to you and trying to help you get better. Like I said, it's just more positive to take home and maybe in your next game you you do it and you, you, know, and you get better. And then maybe you see the guy a month later and you're like, Hey man, you've gotten really good since the last, remember we met a month ago at such and such rink. You know, that's kind of how I became a supervisor. Cause like I would just, I would walk into a rink and when you're crossing through, you just kind of have casual chat and talk, you know, and then maybe something happened in their game and they're talking about it. And you're like, Hey, next time that comes up, try this little, little things like that. And, uh, The good guys, the the guys that appreciate it, they remember, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll remember, like, there's still guys that work down here. They're like, hey, yeah, man, I remember when you told me not never to go over to the bench when the coach is screaming, don't even go over there. And, you know, ever since then, you know, I I don't, it worked like, yeah, like little stuff like that. And uh, it's so, yeah, you just, if you're, if you're in the locker room and you're one of the good guys, you know, just go, you know, just talk, you know, introduce yourself and just, just try to, you know, like I said, you see, it might be something little. Just tell them, say, hey, next time, you know, do it this way. Just it kind of because because when I was coming through in Connecticut, that's I had a lot of guys that I didn't know. I know who they are now, but I didn't know who they were at the time. And they would tell me certain little things. And um, it just it really helped. The next time I went on the ice, I thought about it. A little help might go a long way with the newer, younger guys when
0: you see them in them. And uh, Terrell, before we let you go, I'd love to get your perspective, because I know that in Connecticut, you've done a great job of, uh, I guess, revitalizing a lot of the seminars and your seminar program. And I know, as somebody who sat through seminars for for refereeing before, they can be pretty painful sometimes. So I'm sure we have a lot of listeners out there that that might run their own seminars or might be involved in helping out with seminars. And I'm I'm wondering if you could provide some advice or some insight into how you've kind of uh, helped craft your seminars and and just ways you've made it more engaging for for referees.
1: Yeah, well, I'm very blessed because I have a really good staff, and we all listen. So I'm I'm the seminar. So I'm like our seminar coordinator. So I usually do the on ice instruction at all the seminars, and after that's done, I usually go into each classroom and I introduce myself and I tell everybody you know who I am and kind of like what I do. I always tell everybody I'm, I'm, I'll always be sitting out front at the end of the seminar. And if you have any ideas, I am all ears. And if it, and if it's no matter how good, bad, and different, I, I will listen to you. And if it makes, and if it's something that I think will make our program better and make it better for you and make you want to keep coming to seminars and stuff like that, I'll try to, I'll try to like get it into our program uh, I always, I encourage my staff to you know to be as interactive as possible yeah, obviously there's no such thing as a bad question and uh, and just be personable and um, and everybody since I've been this since I've started doing all this I, I've had multiple, I've had a lot of people whether it's through email or even if I'm you know I'm in my I'm at my car putting all the stuff away they're like hey thanks a lot that was great we enjoyed it a lot we look forward to getting started and, or we look forward to this and just like little stuff like that. We try to talk about a lot of, um, we try, like, we try to talk about a lot of like, like, so this past year, it was a rule change year. You know, this is the first year of like a big rule change. And, uh, we basically, I went in every classroom and I said, there's going to be a I said, there's going to be a lot of confusion about the rule changes. So just work, Work with everybody, the players, the coaches, even like don't ever assume, like, don't ever assume everything like, they know. So, before every game, just hey, coach, just want to remind you uh, about the and just kind of go over the major ones that will have like a significant impact on the game. Like, for example, this year, USA Hockey, I don't know if you're aware, they you're the, the shorthanded team is no longer allowed to ice the puck without some consequence. It's still icing at the youth levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, you know, I said, and I said, and I can guarantee you, even after you tell them the first time you call it, they're all going to lose their minds because they're just, that's just the hockey. That's just what we do. It's what we deal with, right? Like yeah. people, it goes in one ear and out the other. Casually remind them, hey, coach, rule change. And, just, just work with them cuz it's, it's going to take it's it's going to take a while for it to actually set in as to what the rule is. I mean, I, I had people yelling at me about it in January and our season starts in September. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like they just it's just one of those things. It's just that's just kind of uh that's just like an example like hey, you know, when you're on the ice try that, you know, we we try to keep it very interactive um because obviously it's a long day and we don't want, I don't want my instructors to be drones, and I, and we sure as heck don't want the officials to be drones when they're on the ice working. I, you know, so like I said, I have a very, very approachable staff kind of, you know, they all kind of look at a lot of the stuff the way I do, and that makes it a lot easier. But, um, like I said, they, they're, they're all good listeners, and that, and, and, it, and it has helped you know, it has helped. We, we, try, we make it, you know, like when we have time to make it fun, we make it fun. But obviously there's times when it can't be fun. So we, we you know, we, we try to kind of even everything out.
0: Uh, Terrell, I want to thank you for, for your time and, and helping us to, I guess, learn a little bit how we can make it uh, better for referees that are starting out and how to retain them. And certainly for your perspective and your experience that you've been able to share. And before we uh, let you go, I, I would love it. If you could pr- uh, provide some advice, and I think, uh, especially since we're talking about retention, maybe to that first year referee who's who's having a tough time. Maybe, what advice would you give them? And secondly, uh, for those that are listening in Connecticut, where can uh, uh, prospective referees find out more information about refereeing in Connecticut?
1: The first year guys, it's you know what, just have fun, work hard, and unfortunately, you, you have to just you have to tune a lot of this stuff out. And just try to find someone like a mentor type or, you know, reach out to your supervisor. Just try to find someone that's that you can that you can always talk to to get feedback and advice and, and help in any area that you can. You know, maybe talk to your supervisor. Maybe, you know, he'll come and watch you skate. Because as a supervisor, I like that. I always like as a supervisor when you reach out to me because I'm like, oh, man, little Timmy reaching out to me out of the one he, he really wants to learn something here so i guess i gotta i gotta get to the rink and watch this guy skate or call uh call the assigner and tell him to put me on a game with him like that you know like we always like that we like you know you're reaching out to me that shows that you know you're trying to learn improve and, and do a good job so and you know another you know some other advice it's, it's funny I'll, I'll tell you another funny story so that that same 15 year old kid we were talking about early in the podcast he actually, so I was doing like, you know, he had the game after me. It was like a, you know, like a higher end game and the, the people were going crazy and, you know, yelling and screaming and he comes in the locker room. So I get off the IT sitting there and he looks at me and he goes, now I know what you meant by, you can't always listen to these people because every call that you made that you, that they were screaming about was the right call. He's like, I, I watched the game. He's like, and you never even wavered. You never even acknowledged them. You just, you know, you made your call and that was it. He goes, uh, he goes, no, he goes, I'm glad I got to see that. He goes, now I know what I have to try to do when I'm on the ice. And like hearing that, it was like, it felt good because it's like, oh man, you know, kids really, he's learning. He's paying attention. This is great. This, This kid wants to learn something. So like, you know, little things like that. And if you can get past all that, I, I, I think um, you have a chance to to have a long, you know, a, a long career officiating. So that would be my advice.
0: And for, for those that are in Connecticut looking to think about joining your ranks, where can they uh, find out more information?
1: You can go, um, we have a, we have, our affiliate has a website and we post all the information on it. It's uh, chchockey.com. Most of the people in Connecticut know the website that it's like the be-all, end-all for anything hockey-related in Connecticut. And uh, my information's on there. Um, we actually posted all the seminars. All our seminars are locked in. The dates are in there, the locations. We, we, we lock that in there. And um, anyone that has any questions can reach out to me. Like I said, my information is on that website. Um, I've, I've had a lot of inquiries already. Um, we're also doing... On July fifteenth, it's a I believe it's a Sunday. We're doing a uh, we're trying to do an introductory like ice session to try to basically like a little referee workshop as uh, you know what it you know what you what you have to do to become a referee. It's just like a little introduction you know like like, I said, like we try little things down here. We did a couple of them last year and we actually got a good response and a lot of the people that attended those sessions actually went on to become re- officials in that like you know when the registration open so uh we're doing another one of those that all that information is also on the website um and yeah so yeah it's just that website will have all the information you need
0: certainly i think we really appreciate you sharing kind of your experience and your knowledge with us and uh yeah we hope you enjoy the rest of your off season i guess uh, although you'll probably be pretty busy but uh we appreciate your time and good luck uh, in the upcoming season
1: yeah no thank you uh no this is really cool and um definitely uh now now I have to come back and do it again.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely.